It's time for another episode of Legally Unfiltered. This is Attorney Franz Borkart. I'm here with Attorney Richard Sprinkle, bringing you stories in the media and having discussions about legal issues that face you in the community. Richard, how you doing today? Doing great, man. Good to have you back. It's been a hot minute. Um, I mean, Mr. Globetrotter over there. Maybe you've noticed, folks, we've taken a short hiatus from Legally Unfiltered. I went to Spain for 20 days. Mm. I was just enjoying some of the... the Living la vida Franzo. Yes. I. <laughs> you know, we need to do an episode on Catalonian separatism. Because I got to experience it firsthand in Barcelona. You know, just because we're civilian lawyers does not mean we know Catalonian law. I, I would be happy to tell you all about it. All right. That's for another episode. Okay. This week, we have a special guest. We have author Jody Ploche. Uh, he just wrote the book, Why Gary Why? We're going to talk to him in a second. But first, we got to talk about some goodies. Oh, we got goodies. All right. So. I'm still looking at a box full of goodies. So here's the deal. If you email us at legallyunfiltered at gmail.com, a story or news topic, a topic for the show, we will give you, we will give you, if we use it, if we use the topic, we will give you a free legally unfiltered mug. Folks, we got a lot of these. We need to get rid of some of these. Um, in fact, one of the issues, we, we just got an email, in fact, by one of our listeners about domestic violence. That's going to be one did. of the episodes we cut in the near future. Very but, near. But we were able to snag Jody today, so we wanted to give you guys a special treat. Jody. How's it going? It's going great. All right. So I met Jody Ploche. I was trying a case, uh, Jace Crahan in Baton Rouge, and I met Jody uh, during that case. Jody came to support, uh, I guess, not necessarily my client, but the, the principles behind what my client was accused of doing. So I thought when you wrote that book, it's just now out. How long has it been out now? Uh, it's been out since the very end of August. All right. So I, I was in Spain. It's my fault. Um, not since the end of August, but it seems that way. So I just got my copy today, Richard. And I know I dropped off a copy you for did. you. You did. I'm looking forward both, to reading it. Both signed, by the way. Oh, both signed. Sweet. So Jody, tell us a little bit about who you are in, in, in the book. Uh, well, I'm Jody Ploche. Um, when I was 10 years old, I was uh, sexually abused by my karate teacher. Um, that went on for almost a year. And then he kidnapped me, took me to California. And... I was gone 10 days. They returned me back March 1st and March 16th, 1984. They returned my karate teacher back from California and my father was waiting at the airport and shot him and killed him in front of a local news television camera. Right. right. And you know, to date it's been viewed over 27 million times on YouTube. So, so I was a child. I mean, that, when was that? That was 1984. That was 1984. I was what? Five years old at the time. I remember having a conversation with my family about, about the shooting. And in fact, you're absolutely right. It's on YouTube. Oh, you yeah. can, you can watch the shooting now. Now everything you just said, it happened. It's a true story, but that's not just the end of it. It's, it's what happened to your father after the shooting that, that we as lawyers find remarkable. Oh yeah. Cause ultimately he was prosecuted in East Baton Rouge he had some great legal assistance. Uh, my former boss, Judge Anthony Marabella, represented him. And and look, I don't want to spoil the surprise or anything, but ultimately, what happened to him? He pled no contest to manslaughter. He got a, I think, a seven-year suspended sentence, five years probation, and 300 hours of community service. Typically what you get today for a DWI. I mean, that is a phenomenal... That's a, that's mean, a win. For those listening <laughs> a, out that's there... That's a win. I mean, look. Look. Killing someone in public, on the news, in cold blood. And I'm not saying 
he was wrong to do what he did. I'm just saying it's double tough to get to get essentially a no contest probation. Even in a case where you're using the 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 what the boiling blood theory for defense, that would be really tough in this one. Well, you know, let's take a step back. Okay, so the book the book basically is that story, right? Well, it's not just that story. It does tell that story. Okay. But upon graduating college at LSU in 1997, I went and got a job at a place called Victim Services Center of Montgomery County in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. And I worked as a certified sexual assault counselor. I was the supervisor of community education programs. And so it combines that experience as well. And I wanted to be like the guide on preventing child sexual abuse. So not only does it tell the story, it mixes that in. So it's not only entertaining, I I hope it's educational. And also for victims, it's inspiring. So, yeah. So back then, he would have, and and not Gary, but but the offender, his name again is... Jeff Doucette. Doucette would have been charged with what I, I presume. Aggravated kidnapping. Aggravated kidnapping, presumably also ag rape. Or oh, they, I'm sure that would have been yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, I, and back then, Richard, I think it was a death, death penalty case. It was. Case. It, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it ultimately it was. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So this was at the Baton Rouge Airport. Yeah. No. It w- that was at was, the Baton Rouge it, Airport. Was it Baton Rouge Yeah, it was the Baton it was Rouge at, Airport. Moisette. So, so okay. let's line the dominoes. All right. Cool. So they were transporting... Yeah, yeah, him. The marshals bringing him back. Mike Barnett and Bud Connors. Mm-hmm. Bud Connor. I mean, these are people that. Connor. Yeah, Bud Connor. We. I mean, I'm a criminal defense attorney here. I know who Bud Connor is. They're transporting this guy to Baton Rouge, basically right. to, to, to face justice for for the for what he did. And the news media was there, right? You know, it, this is the this is the the I don't want to say typical perp walk, but essentially the way this starts is it's a airport. Perp walk. Yeah, they're they're transporting him from the plane, presumably to to prison. It's the same as when they bring him out of prison, put him in the car. Yeah, you're fi- And look, I don't want to I don't want to go through the video. You can watch the video, guys. But but we'll include a link. Trust oh my me. goodness. <laughs> Your dad's at the at the at payphone. The payphone. Payphone. Yeah, he's on the payphone. Right, he's on the payphone against the wall. Yeah, and just Talking turns around and, and turns around. I mean, and, it was it Bud who said why Gary why it was Mike Barnett. Mike Barnett said. Why Gary? Why? Bud okay. Bud called my dad an sob because Mike had went to middle school with my dad and high school with my dad. So Mike knew my father and he spent time trying to rescue me at the house the whole time. So as soon as you know he heard the gunshot and turned around, Mike, you know Gary, why? Why Gary? And then Bud drops to the ground reaching for his gun. And and if you look at the video carefully, Bud goes over Mike and puts the gun to my dad's head. And Bud said, told me he's the only reason why I didn't pull the trigger is the camera was right there. He goes, I was about to shoot your dad. So uh, I actually gave him an autographed copy of the book, and I signed it. I said, thank you for not shooting daddy. But uh, I got to go here. Not to interrupt you. I got to go here. So when I worked at the DA's office, when I worked for the public defender's office here, your your father came up in conversation well before, years before we met. And there was always a conversation. I'm going here. There was always a conversation about whether or not one of those two law enforcement officers knew that Gary was there with a firearm. Well, I can assure you Bud Connors didn't because Bud right. Connors told me, he said, right. I wouldn't be standing next to him <laughs> right, with someone shooting with the so, gun under his arm. So, so mm. And look, I'm not trying to... It's direct. in the book. Yeah. Like, the question you're thinking of is in the book. Right, because your dad's there. He knows. I mean... My, did, da- my dad used to work at Channel 2. So somebody told him, essentially. He was a cameraman at Channel 2 back, I guess, you know, when he was in college. Mm-hmm. And... 
he bowled with the Channel 2 bowling team. I used to go up to Don Carter's. It was Don Carter's back then. And I would go up there with him. And I, I remember seeing Heath Allen and all the other people were like behind the scenes people. Right. But and my dad was a regular at the Cotton Club, which is about a quarter of a mile from Channel 2. And he was there having lunch one day. I guess it was the Friday, March 16th. And a guy named Bob Shadell. He was a program director at Channel 2. He said, hey, man, are, you know, when they bring your boy back, I'm talking about Jeff. And my dad said, well, I think he's back already. And, and Bob Shadell said, oh, no, no, he's not back. And so he got up. He went to the payphone, called, found out, and told him, oh, no, he's coming in at 9 o'clock tonight. Now, did Bob think my dad was going to go shoot him? Absolutely not. Did he think my dad might go up there and create some type of scene where they had to be? I, I, I think I, I personally believe that, yes, he did. Yeah. Which would have made for great news. Great news. And instead, what we had was better news. Better news. news. Better yeah. news. Oh. oh, man. I, I, I just, and I try to put this through a 2019 lens. A lot of people do. Jody. I mean, like one, one, our communication abilities were just not there in, in, in the 80s. Mm-mm. But think about how that would play out now. I mean, that would be on Facebook, like on a video that's, that's oh, man. But it's on YouTube. Well, nowadays it's going to be really difficult to get that far into the airport with a firearm. Anyway, well, that's true so. too. People and there's t- no payphones to stand at. People anymore. tell me all the time they're like, "Well, your father wouldn't get away with that now." And I'm like, "Well, you know what? Hold on. Before you do that, okay? Yeah. I'm like, my father didn't lose his job, and he drove the company car to the airport. So there were a lot of people that sided with my father. Yeah. So I don't, well, I don't I, think it would be I, that much different today. I think your father was not only very much a sympathetic father in this but I think in the context of something like that happening to my child and as you guys know I have a four year old I don't think it hasn't crossed the mind especially if you watch the video and you start putting yourself in the shoe I don't know what it's like to be Gary and I certainly don't know what it's like to be you Jody but but putting myself in the shoes of what would I do I don't think it's far off man and I'm not advocating for violence but man and and look this guy would have got look what happens to this guy if he's if he goes through the justice system and he's ultimately convicted and goes to jail or go? I mean, he he would have been. I mean, even if he got it a was death a swifter sentence, justice than yeah. But even if he got a death sentence, even back then it would have been thirty thirty five years before anything ever happened to the guy. It, it's an amazing story, and I'm looking forward to. I have not yet read the book. I just got my copy today. I got a whole bunch of autographed copies. Um, you can get, by the way, folks, you can get a copy of this book. Um, and Jody, before you leave here today, we want to talk about how they can do that. But man, it's just, it, it. and I told you earlier today, it's that story that, you know, we often say you can't make stuff up. This is that story that you, this is made for Hollywood in terms of the nature of the story, the narrative. Um, it's phenomenal that you're able to sit here, talk about it write the book, which I, I, I assume was very, in some ways, therapeutic for you as well. You know, See, people say that, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'd already worked through my issues at that point. Okay. So it wasn't a matter of whether it was therapeutic for me. I wrote the book to help other people. Okay, fair enough. Fair, fair enough. enough. And look, and look, you know, it didn't end there for you because after the shooting, you're sitting there supporting your father who's going through, I mean, what I can only imagine to be hell. Prim Burns at the time was the prosecutor. I mean, if your dad, if, if in fact your father had been tried and convicted, he was facing, was it always manslaughter or was it? No, they booked him with second degree murder. Right. Um, and the plea deal was to manslaughter. So okay. I don't know whether or not they would have. I don't think it was life back then, but it would still have been a hunk of time. But yeah, it would have been good for our family. Right. Absolutely. So after he works out his resolution, what happens to Gary? 
Well, he does his community service at the church. He okay. get he, like I said, he didn't lose his job, so he went back to work. He moved back into the house because my parents were separated at the time of the shooting. He moved back to the house, and literally, it was almost like our lives were sliced back together. If you took that year, year and a half out, sliced it back together, and it it went back to as normal as it could have been. Right. Wow. Wow. That's wow. really amazing. So. So we often face questions as criminal defense attorneys, as people who have been in the justice system. And I've been a prosecutor for a while, not very long, like a blink, like 10 months. I've always, I almost was in Spain as long as I was a prosecutor. (laughs) That's not true. That's not true. 20 days in Spain, 10 months as a prosecutor. But I get asked the question often about justifiable homicide that falls outside the letter of the law. Right. Because let's not mince words. You know, if you, if you open up a law book, if you're hyper technically looking at the law, you know, this this is not quote unquote self defense. It's not quote unquote. It's not quote unquote justifiable homicide. Although by by natural law, certainly justifiable homicide. You know, I get asked these questions about you know what if somebody were to rape or kidnap or molest my son or daughter. You know, what would the law do to me? You know, if I were to kill that person and I'm like, well, you know, that's not an easy question because if it's premeditated and, and there, you had time to reflect on it and plan it, then that's second degree murder. If, if it's heat of the moment where you walk in the house and your babysitter, who's a 16 year old boy, right. is raping your daughter and you kill him, that's textbook manslaughter. Right. This kind of fell outside of that. But yet in the same breath, everybody just kind of understood was there was there anybody I mean think back and I know you were a child at the time but was there anybody that was advocating for the quote unquote victim in this case for your dad to get time or was everybody just kind of like not to us they it not was to us they were well, no 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 but look often uh, let me rephrase the question often in often in these kind of cases Jace Crahan other cases there's always a family the victim can be a rotten horrible wretched human being. And but sometimes they are. Sometimes they are. And there's always a family member out there that's supporting that 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 person. God bless them. That's their loved one. Well, I'm, I mentioned in the book, okay, Jeff's... I'm not trying to get you to spoil the book. No, but. no, no. But Jeff's brother, Roland, was a Vietnam veteran. Mm. Okay, so Jeff's brother, Roland, fought for Americans' rights to a fair trial. Right. Okay, and Jeff... And, and Roland's always said Jeff deserved his day in court, which regardless of how terrible a person is as an American citizen, you're entitled to your day in court. Right. So I do not disagree with that. I do not advocate vigilante justice. I can understand why my dad did what he did. Right. right. I don't have a problem with it, but you know, in the sense, Jeff deserved his day in court. So I agree with Roland on that. Yeah. And look, I've tried, like we said earlier, I tried the Jace Crahan case. I gotta be careful what I say about it, but I got to tell you, it was, it was basically that the theory of our, our case was that, that some people need a good old fashioned killing. And that's a hard thing to look at. I mean, look, that's a hard thing to look at jurors and say, look, we have this justice system with all these constitutional rights, which include you not taking the law into your own hands. But in the same breath, there are certain situations, your, your father being one of them that look, sometimes people just need a good old fashioned killing. Um, but I always am interested in in the victims, and I say victim loosely, the victim's family, because because you know, look, they, for better or for worse, they didn't do what he did, and they have to live with the the aftermath and 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 
I guess, fallout from what he did in addition to what Gary did. And But that all being said, that all being said, this book is out. If people out there want to get a copy of your book, what can they do to get a copy? You can go to Amazon.com, type in Why Gary Why, and it's available in paperback edition, or you can get it on Kindle edition. It's $19.99 for the paperback, and it's uh, $10 for the Kindle. Um, locally, I have uh, a select number of copies at Chris's Specialty Foods off of Millerville and off of uh, Airline in Prairieville. And I'll say this. I'll say this, Jody. If you want the book and you're having trouble for whatever reason, if you if you don't know how to Amazon, which I, I, I got. Who, who doesn't know how to I, Amazon? I don't know. If, I don't than, know. Other than my parents, who doesn't know how to Amazon? They're not prime? No. They're not no, prime? No. If you have trouble getting the book, email us. We know Jody. We'll make sure you get it. And look, okay. guys. This is going to be a good read. This is a, I hate calling it a great story because I don't want to, I don't want to disrespect what happens, but, but look, it's, it's, as you yourself said, it's not just what happened with Gary. It's, it's helping people who have been through what you've been through deal with that. I mean, I think it will be the best book on uh, child rape, kidnapping and murder that you'll read. Right. I haven't read a lot of those, but but this may in fact be that book. (laughs) So, What's next for you, man? I mean, you, you just wrote a great book. I mean, what's next? Uh, who knows? Uh, you know, hopefully I can sell, you know, a hundred million copies of the book, yeah. maybe turn it into a movie. Um, I was going to say, this says a far better story than some of the uh, garbage that you find on TV nowadays. This would make a great movie. It really this would. would certainly make a great Law and Order episode, oh, at the yeah. very least. They've done they've uh, done similar, if you, if yeah. you Google it. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and, and for me, I like to, I just got back from Pennsylvania. I went back up there last week and I did a, three-hour presentation, and it was actually uh, Montgomery County's where Bill Cosby was convicted. Yeah. And so the one of the prosecutors in the Bill Cosby case was kind of like my host. And I did a three-hour training. I just did a keynote with some questions and answering. And I like just going around traveling and spreading the word, letting people know that you can go through something tragic like this, but you can come out okay on the other end with the proper support. Well, right. I speak for Richard on this one, Jody Ploche. Why, Gary, why? Thank you for being here today, man. I'm oh, looking forward to sinking for into me. it. Uh, I got Richard a copy because I'm that yeah, kind of man. I'm that, he hooked me up. I'm that kind of friend. Franz is that kind of guy. So guys, gals, that's about it for this episode of Legally Unfiltered. Uh, we've been talking to Jody Ploche. Why, Gary, why? Listen, listen. If you want to get more information about us, go to www.legallyunfiltered.com. If you want a shot, Richard, one more time. If you want a shot, Jody has a coffee mug. Yeah. Jody, Jody is enjoying the sweet taste. Jody's of, actually dying to tell you something. Yes, I, I really. There's one really good story that I want. We've to got tell. time for it. Yeah, Keep man. on going. Okay. Well, uh, if you go to my website, jodyploche.net, um, there's an unedited video of the shooting. Okay, so you don't have to go to YouTube. This is unedited. Nice. It's very graphic. Okay. Um, but I found this out just recently. Um, Abram McGull was the cameraman. And a minute and five seconds, and you can see it in that unedited version, a minute and five seconds after he pressed record, he changes the tape mm-hmm. because he wanted, in case the police officers wanted a copy of the wow. tape, he was still able to take the shooting to channel two. He would give them the other tape. That was I got to tell you, that's the best evidence. I mean, slick. I mean, to have the, I mean, he just filmed a murder. We yeah. can't, a guy's bleeding out on the floor. We can't get body camera footage. And this news guy has the wherewithal. No, don't you understand? He swapped cameras. So if the he police tapes, he swapped, swapped tapes. tapes. Oh, no, I heard that. I heard that he, part. Maybe he wouldn't, I don't know which one he was going to give to the police. But that is the best episode evidence of the entire incident. Oh, it was yeah. caught 
I mean, it wasn't a whodunit, though. No. No, not at all. Did you? Yeah, I know we're limited on time, but did Gary, quote unquote, confess? I mean, I know it was caught. I mean, I know it was caught on video, but I guess did he make a statement to the police at some point, or I'm pretty sure he was told to shut up. I can not imagine to, not to talk. Yeah, but um, but I, again, it wasn't a whodunit. Another no. thing though is people think, oh, he was pretending that he was on the phone. He was actually talking to his best friend. Okay, and nice. so he literally. Hang on, I, I got to shoot a guy. I, well, no, yeah, hold on. Uh, no, he, he saw Mike Burnett come out because yeah. Mike Burnett kind of surveilled the, the airport. Right. And he thought, oh, well, he's not coming. Well, then the lights on the camera came on. Uh. So he told his friend, he said, okay, he's coming. And he was looking out the side of his glasses. So he was keeping his head buried. So he's disguised. He reached in his boot and he told his friend, he said, you're about to hear the shot. He turned around and pow. And the friend had contacted the sheriff's department and said, look, my friend's at the airport. Get in touch with Mike Burnett. Well, then the, the sheriff guy called my dad's friend back and said, hey, we couldn't get in touch with Mike Burnett. And my dad's friend was like, it's too late. I heard the shot. Whoa. So that's that's about as real time as you could get back in those days, man. That's I just, again, I keep coming back to what would how this would have played out in 2019. And I'm, and I'm well, it would have been the Twitter heard around the world. I mean, the tweet shot around the world. Well, immediately. Once again, Jody, we appreciate it. So go to go to Jody's website for the raw the raw footage. Graphic raw footage. Gra- graphic raw footage. Yeah. You're making the you're making the circuit now. You're, you're on a different news outlets. You're giving interviews. We appreciate deeply you sitting down with this humble, this humble little podcast and radio show. Just a couple of guys with microphones. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> never mind. All right, kids. <laughs> that's about it. Once again, www.legallyunfiltered.com. But look, we're also podcasts. So what you need to do, go to SoundCloud. That's go right. To iTunes. Mm-hmm. Go to Google Play. Yep. Leave us a leave us a little if you like jody like us i got my mug jody's got his mug mug. that's it guys franz borkart richard sprinkle jody cloche saying have a great day we'll talk to you next time the views and opinions expressed in legally unfiltered do not constitute legal advice if you would like it legal advice on the topics that we've discussed send us money that's right go ahead and retain us do not kids try this at home